Hello, Helen. Hello, James. You all right? I'm very good. You decided to come back from holiday? I did, just in time, right? Yeah, you've just been to one of the places 24 hours ago became <laughs> in quarantine, or you have to quarantine when you get back. <laughs> I know, good. literally, I got back with 24 hours to spare. But actually, Tenerife was really quiet. I think it's more mainland Spain, but yeah. Doesn't Although matter, I, though. I wouldn't mind self-isolating for 14 days, to be fair. I think you would. I think you've just got a taste for going out and having coffee again to be stuck at home. Right, Helen. So you are the global jet setter in our church. Yeah. Yeah, you're always away on holiday, always. Um, So we're going to play a little game now, alphabet game. Uh, One of us, so we go through the alphabet, take it in turns, you know, A, B, C. Mm -hmm. I know it gets a bit ropey towards the end. Uh, And you have to name a country beginning with that letter. Okay. So, for example, I'll start, but you can't hesitate, and oh. you can't um, you can't get it wrong. A which country, is gonna win. not a city. Country. Oh no. Okay. Argentina. Bulgaria. Croatia. Denmark. England. France. Greece. Holland. India. Jamaica. <laughs> Kuala Lumpur. I don't know anywhere beginning with L. <laughs> People are shouting at the podcast. <laughs> What's the country beginning with L? Uh, <laughs> See? L. I think Laos. Is that a country? Oh, Laos. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah. There we Too are. Late. I win. <laughs> oh, great. That's all that matters. <sighs> uh, this Sunday at church, we're going to be talking about comparison, aren't we? And I think comparison <laughs> comes very closely to competitiveness. <laughs> it's funny isn't it we did a personality test when i was at college uh theology college and um it came out that i'm only competitive if i think i'm really in with a good chance of winning if if i don't think i can win at all i'm not in for playing which is really interesting because i would have said i'm not competitive which is really interesting as well isn't it because that's not a positive personality trait no i know you know i'm not willing to take fun play the play the game for everybody's sake you know a bit of bonding I'm only in if I can win. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm not interested, which is why I never enter singing competitions. <laughs> we've, we've often had that problem at church where when you're doing stuff with young people and you play games to try and draw them in and make it fun mm. and you realise, oh, we, used to, we used to play Scrabble. I don't know why. You know, cutting-edge yeah. youth work. Um, <laughs> we'd play Scrabble. We used to play Scrabble Trickster, which is cool because you can nick other people's scores, write words backwards. Oh, okay. and things. But but that awkward moment when you realise the young person you're trying to affirm and build up really is quite illiterate. Oh. And, and you're just trying to help them win, but trying not to make it patronising. <laughs> or where we play a game past, there's, it's so, certainly some members of the church are amazing at some games. Yeah. And just watching them, either not thinking they kick into competitive or blatantly destroying it. And other people going, oh, that's really unusual. Why did you miss that? Why did you do that? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> But that doesn't that show that we're all different and that we're all good at something, but that doesn't mean you're good at everything, which I think is good. But yeah, I don't play if I can't win. So there you go. I should never have played that game with you. Looking forward to discovering what what I'm good at. (laughs) Dancing. Enter a dance competition. Yeah, no. (laughs) Anyway, what have you been up to? Anything exciting while I've been here? I've just been holding your church together while you've not been here. Well done. Um, I don't know what I've been up to. What have I done in the last, how many look, weeks? I've only been away a week, James, okay. but you look quite tanned. So whenever I go away, there's always a heat wave in England. 
Yeah, not so much uh, recently. In the last couple of days, yes. Yeah, so we, what do we? We had a week's holiday. What a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? It was mm-hmm. miserable, raining all the time. The last day we went to the beach, uh, Liz and Toby went for a walk, left me behind, just snoozing. But I couldn't relax because I knew any second Toby was going to jump on me. So kind of snoozing with one eye open. Uh, and I didn't have any suntan lotion. I was frozen. When they got back, I was shivering. Oh. I got completely sunburned. Oh. Uh, so it was obviously a cold wind. And then the other day, the last week, we had a socially distanced meeting of staff team at Darsis. And we sat in a, in a garden. And, um, and again, I hadn't got any suntan lotion on. And um, when I got home, discovered that I had the left-hand side of one leg and a little patch of the other leg completely burnt because I cleaned <laughs> out of my legs crossed for too long. Brilliant. Well, it's obviously got warmer because I went for my early morning sea swim today and I put one foot in the sea and literally jumped so high because there were so many jellyfish in there that oh. I couldn't get in. Yeah. And they I only come jellyfish. in when it's warm, isn't it? Do they? I think, well, that's what people tell me. So I don't know what I'm going to do now because they're going to be around for a little while. There were literally hundreds. It was horrible. Will you do it with a wetsuit? If I had a wetsuit, I would. But I, I thought got you one. got a wetsuit. No, I've got a Sorry, summer everyone. wetsuit. Sorry. <laughs> I've got a summer wetsuit that will mean that my legs are still able oh. to be touched by a jellyfish. So no So chance. Toby says we were at a beach the other day, totally covered in jellyfish on the sand, but they're not the stinging type because they don't have the tentacles. But oh. in the water, I wouldn't know the difference. We, years ago, went on holiday with Liz's dad, and I swam across a bay, and I got stung by a jellyfish miles from land. Well, not miles, because I wouldn't have swum that far. A long <laughs> way out. And I had a red kind of welt across my whole chest, where it's... Uh, you know what you're supposed to do, don't you? Yeah, you're meant to wee on it. It's quite hard to yeah. wee up there. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have done it for you. I didn't want my father-in-law <laughs> weeing on me. <laughs> I think at the time the children were really young they would have happily weed on me <laughs> yeah uh, i don't know if they sting or not but i don't like swimming no. when there's other things in oh. the water so yeah anyway so I could oh, you have to go back to stand up paddleboarding and be on top i will yeah so um so what's going on in your thinking at the moment what did you do on holiday you know were you deep in prayer reading books Absolutely. I read two trashy novels, which were great because I don't have much time to read trashy novels. Um, But what I love, you know, I love watching people and wearing sunglasses sitting on a sunbed is just the best time because no one knows where your eyes are. And I just loved watching loads of people who were either Spanish because Tenerife are still on furlough so they're really enjoying the sun which is lovely to see because you never see Tenerife people enjoying their beaches Um, or the brave Brits who'd gone out and just it just kind of hit me that over a few days I got to hear a bit of their life as they were chatting to the people they were with and it just struck me that we all gone. I'm just going to pause you before you carry on with, with the point you're making. I just love this image of you sat on a sunbed with your sunglasses on, believing that your sunglasses are covering your eyes and nobody has any idea you're watching them. When blatantly your head will be in their direction, you're leaning into eavesdrop on their conversation. So they all know you feel like you've got your kind of invisible mask on of your sunglasses. Anyway, I've, got, I've got this really good tip, James, that you turn your head away from where you're looking. Yeah. And you look that way out of your sunglasses and then they think I'm talking to my husband because that's what most normal couples would do. And this is what, as church leaders, we want to encourage you to do tips on how to <laughs> eavesdrop. But also, Helen, 
I don't believe. I believe you'd be doing that for the first minute and then you get so interested, your head would be turning to them. And it's your so mouth, true. we know, you've said before on podcast, there is nothing poker-faced about you. No. No, it's true. The whole of Tenerife, no, you were listening. Anyway, carry on. Yeah, so eavesdropping. Yeah, and just it just struck me that we all have a story. We all come from something. And, you know, those the people that were perhaps slightly irritating to begin with, I kind of began to hear their story of, you know, how they'd struggled during lockdown and things like that and, and just had a bit more empathy. And I'm really struck by you know, when you go into Tesco's or somewhere and the person who's serving you is just really grumpy and there'll be a reason why they're grumpy, but sometimes we're in such a rush that we just think, oh, they're really unpleasant. Why, you know, why are they working with people? But actually hurt people hurt people and something has generally happened to make people grumpy, whether it's immediately happened or happened historically. And so, yeah, it just got me thinking about actually how I need to be much more attentive and open when I don't necessarily click with someone straight away, but there's a backstory. I'm, I'm reading at the moment. Uh, it's awkward. I can't remember the name of the book, uh, but the second half of the title is Anchored in Hope. Uh, and it's oh, by yeah. someone who trained you as part Rob of your Merchant. training. Yeah. Rob Merchant. I'm allowed to say that, yeah. And, um, and it's an amazing book. It talks about shame and forgiveness. And basically, it's off the back of his own mental health struggles, which mm-hmm. stems from a, a terribly abusive childhood. And, and it's fascinating because I worked with Rob was our curate when I was in Birmingham. So I knew Rob and Tamsin really well. And also Tamsin's parents were my vicar and his wife from when I was a student. So we've oh, kind of, okay. I've tracked with them through life. And two things. One is Rob talks about his way of surviving abuse was retreating into himself. Mm. So never let on, hid it all, just look studious and quiet. Yeah. Um, but it began to unravel in work. He worked for Mencap, I think. And, mm. um, and he just had some issues, began to come up with other colleagues and handover notes where his anger would come out. And it just became so apparent in the end he had to go for therapy. Wow. And it was like this thing of, of nobody had a clue of the real Rob. Yeah. Uh, but it couldn't fully stay suppressed. And for me, I'm reading it going, I, I knew some of Rob's story and, and we knew them well, but you only got a glimpse of yeah. the whole backstory. And, and part of me is going, how do we, you know, how much we must have failed them as a couple because they mm. just came across as so together, so lovely. And, and he keeps talking about the marriage that Tamsin, his wife, is not a saint by any stretch of the imagination, but, but what she was putting up with at home yeah. in his depression and, and the word he talks about a lot is despair mm. and, yeah. and the despair taking you away from those that love you and things. And, and we would never have known and also, yeah. even if we had, what do you do to care for somebody yeah. with this whole secret story behind? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so I think, I guess where my thoughts were going was that we just need to communicate. We need to talk yeah. to people, not talk at them. So it's really easy, isn't it? When you're grabbing a coffee from a shop to just talk at the person behind yeah. the counter. And yet I'm always surprised when I say, because they'll always generally say, hi, how are you? Whether they mean it or not. But when you say, I'm good and how are you? They're quite surprised that someone's yeah. even bothered to yeah. ask. Um, and so, yeah, I, I need, I speak much more than I listen. I need to listen <laughs> much more. Yeah, I know it's shocking, isn't it? And it, but it it's is. great for podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the power of questions, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know if we talked about it weeks ago, but 
but the Samaritan woman, Jesus coming in. Yeah, we did. Jesus coming in and asking her stuff rather yeah. than telling her stuff. Um, yeah. 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 How about you? What What have you been thinking about? Well, so, so interesting. Rob Merchant's book is is the big thing challenging me at the moment. The other thing I love from Rob's book mm. is he talks about Sixth Form College. So he went to Sixth Form College, uh, having been really bullied at previous school, really kind of keeping himself to himself. And the people that were lovely to him and friendly were the Christians. Yeah. And he didn't, he was really cynical about it. And he believed that they were actually dangerous because they're trying to make people believe in something that was a lie. And he even went to the principal of the Sixth Form College to complain about the Christian Union, how dangerous it was, and try and get it shut down. Wow. And the principal just kind of ignored him. But then one day, uh, got one of the because he didn't have really any friends one of the guys from christian union befriended him invited him to come to christian union and he said i was if anything i was sensible it was rainy we had to be outside or be in the christian so i went yeah and he said that it was it was awful uh, um and then he went i think he went a second time and they talked about becoming a christian and he thought the genius thing would be to not tell anybody but to pray the prayer to become a christian invite god into his life and then what he would say is a uh, next time he would be able to go, look, I prayed, didn't work, load of rubbish. I can prove it. Yeah. And he prayed the prayer and it just changed everything. Amazing. Um, and, but he says a couple of times, he says those poor Christians, because <laughs> how they put up with my behavior and why they kept asking me when blatantly I was the least willing, least yeah. open, which is your, your thing and not knowing the backstory, isn't it? How much do we get? Oh, this person's not interested, and and walk away. And I think we do that in cafe. Of if someone's positive to us, we'll keep talking. But if they're not, we don't want to push anything on them, so we'll pull away rather than going, assuming this is of interest. Yeah, uh, yeah, and that's interesting, isn't it? Because we've had the conversation about some of the young people since we've been in lockdown aren't communicating with us, and yet we keep communicating and sending messages, and then all of a sudden they'll send a message and say, thank you for keep trying, yeah. uh, keeping on trying because they may be chaotic and they don't have time to answer, but they love the fact that we don't give up on them. And, and, that, and that again, that thing uh, that Rob talks about of when somebody's depressed mm. and when they're despairing, they pull away. Yeah. And so easily when somebody's struggling with mental health, we pull away too because we just don't think they want it or we don't want to be difficult. Mm. And people yeah. grieving, isn't it? We stop, they're not talking about it, so we don't. No. rather than actually they're desperately hoping someone will still name the person they've lost and, yeah um, yeah interesting yeah interesting wow a lot to think about i might have to get that book it's yeah it's, it's, uh, it's, it's something on. fear anchored in hope isn't it yes i can't remember. and it's really short i was a little bit gutted when it came don't tell rob oh. um because i think it was quite expensive and then it's a really short book but it's well worth it um, okay. i think it's on offer at the moment on some bookseller all oh, right. Okay. Oh. Oh, and, uh, people watching is fascinating, isn't it? I think of that fascinated by people uh, of wanting to know what Liz and I, when we were in Birmingham, we lived in a terraced a row of terraced houses uh, with a, and our next door neighbour was a novelist. And oh, the only reason I got to know him was because one day I was doing some DIY out back and I dropped my hammer in his garden and just missed his conservatory. And, <laughs> and he came out and we got chatting and, 
and I, he said, well, yeah, he realised I was a vicar. And I said, oh, what do you do? And he said he was a novelist. And, I, and because I'd been kind of people watching before mm-hmm. I'd even met him, I'd spotted they had a really nice car. I'd spotted yeah. So I'm oh, you must be quite, I'm thinking, you must be quite good because you've got a really nice car. <laughs> and, and we got to know them and we both had young children and it was great. We used to put the baby monitor on and we'd go next door to their house for food. And right. <laughs> fortunately, our children didn't get stolen. And, um, and he had his room at the back and my room was in the roof at the back. So we couldn't see the street at all when we were working. Mm. Both of us could tell you about everybody in our street. And they had names for everybody. So they had the two Mercs family because they had two Mercedes and they had <laughs> they're all these kind of nicknames for them. And here we'd meet up and he and I would just talk about what, what had been going on in the street and all that was happening. And the wives would be like, who? But how do you know this? Neither <laughs> of you have windows facing the road and yet you know everything. Brilliant. Brilliant. And, and yet people say that's a female trait, don't they? Yeah, I, I, obviously I'm very comfortable feminine. in my femininity. Absolutely, I've always but, thought that. But there's a fascinating thing of people watching, isn't there, of how much is nosiness mm. and, and or just loving, caring about people, how much do we turn into judgmentalism? Yep. Which is what you've just talked about. You make an assumption and then you get to hear the backstory. Yeah. Um, and then the danger for me would be, and then where's people pleasing in it? If you're constantly looking at people trying to understand how they're doing and an empathy for what they're, the danger is, you then adapt your behavior to make them happy. Yeah. Rather yeah. than be true to who you are and have integrity. Yeah. Yeah. It's tricky, isn't it? But yeah, I just love, you know, I love watching people. Duncan always shouts at me whenever we go we went to harry's my favorite restaurant there are other restaurants available uh this week for the first time since lockdown and i always take the seat where i can see everyone else and he was just like here we go again <laughs> so there is a member of our church who's now in australia who i didn't know this but i discovered whenever we used to go out for coffee he would deliberately engineer it that i sat with my back to the window interesting because he knew that i knew. would uh, be looking at everybody else how funny yeah. I, I couldn't have sat with my back to the window i just couldn't do it i don't think and liz and i now she will pro- we'll talk i'll probably i will try and look at in at her rather than everybody <laughs> you're else in such the room. a good husband you're such a good husband I, I, can we just stop the podcast then so i'm <laughs> such a good husband i think that's yeah. that's what we needed to remember yeah <laughs> and and how are you feeling about the summer are you excited you're not I'm, here, are you? I am here. I'm supposed to be going to Uganda tomorrow. I'm gutted. Oh. There were 20 of us going on an absolute ball time. And I was supposed to be baptising my friend's little baby out there. And obviously, we can't do any of that. Um, but Ellie, my eldest, is coming to visit tomorrow for a week. So I'm excited oh. about that because she's been teaching the whole time. Didn't have Easter off. Hasn't had bank holidays off. Uh, but now we live in Devon, we have got visitors from now until the middle of september i think on and off wow and and this is a podcast any of them could be listening so you can't complain yeah. about that no and they're obviously all very very welcome who's but... your favorites which week's the best one? Oh, pete and rach they're coming i'm oh, so they? excited yeah. oh. they were supposed to come in may but they couldn't come obviously for those people who um, don't know people we know well rachel's in two weeks ago podcast yeah she was uh, so do listen back to a previous podcast yeah. speaking of podcasts shall we break the news now 
Yeah, I don't think anyone's going to be really sad apart from your mum, and I'm happy to have a phone conversation with her once a week. Don't say that because she will <laughs> she will be upset now when you don't do that and you're not here. Um, so you're away for a couple of weeks on holiday, or not away? You're off work for a couple of weeks. Uh, I'm away for the couple of weeks after that. So I think the sensible thing, although we wonder whether it'd be a great challenge to bring in guests for a month, is we're going to pause the podcast. To, for August yep. and then we're going to review so basically if the ratings go up and loads of people give us a five-star review or people message us or people say they miss us or you know, their, their faith and life is seriously depleted without us we may come back in September not to be manipulative but it's all down to you whether we return <laughs> I'm you know I'm not holding my breath but we have great faces for podcasts right yeah 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 well we do actually genuinely don't we because I don't know what's going on, but everything we record or put out for church, one of us is pixelated. It's true. It's true. Today, looking at each other as we record this podcast, <laughs> both of us are beautifully, beautifully clear. clear. Yeah. Um, you couldn't write it, could you? Never mind. <laughs> so how do people tell us they want us back or not? Uh, well, ring, text, <laughs> WhatsApp, <laughs> anything. Just go in touch. <laughs> We've said how much we like people, <laughs> which is actually the downside of podcasts. It is, because you get nothing back. Although no we could just sit here and natter for yeah, yeah. hours. We're happy, but we'd love it more if there were like eight people in a room. Yeah. One person isn't enough. Uh, so if you want to email info at unlimitedchurch.org.uk or send a Facebook message or just bombard our Facebook walls with how much you love our podcast, uh, that would be great. If you don't like the podcast, we'll just take silence as, as that verdict. Yeah, rather yeah we don't us. need the opposite. No. <laughs> our wall covered with thank goodness that episode's over and if you're missing our podcast obviously there are other podcasts available to listen to in august there's there are. 15 episodes of an amazing podcast called losers in the bible which uh, i've been recording uh which is and if you and if you're on an airplane you can listen to nearly all of them in one go which is what i did oh did it help you sleep no it didn't james oh they were very good i thoroughly recommend them that sounded so insincere. <laughs> that sounded so much fun. And now I have to say the thing. They're really no. good. I recommend them. No, they're good. They're good. They're good, use, useful things for me to use for writing sermons, I think. I took a few notes. <laughs> That'd be amazing. When you're preaching on one of the passages, I go, oh, gosh, that's amazing. Oh, I, I really agree that. with that. <laughs> yeah, that's my hope. That's my hope. No, they're no, very good, James. And as I say, you've got a brilliant face for podcasts. Thank you very much. The big question is, so I wrote those podcasts as a book, which never became a book, which we all know, and uh, not that I'm bitter. Uh, but, but now I'm wondering, do I carry on and look at some other characters in the Bible who are losers or just okay. call it a day and give up? Because the thing that's obvious, which I'm surprised you haven't commented on, is there are no female losers in what I talk about. Well, yeah, but there are very few. So, you know. <laughs> well, this Sunday, Liz is preaching on Mary and Martha. Are either of those losers? Well, that's a fascinating thing, isn't Ooh. it? Because are any of the people I talk about, yeah, they make massive mistakes, but God uses them hugely. Yeah. I think Martha is the only person Jesus is quite strong with of, you know, you're distracted by many things. You, you're really missing the point here. Mm. You need to sort mm. it out. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe. Maybe you could do another run. <laughs> so just the, when are you next flying? <laughs> <laughs> oh, who knows? So Uganda next year. How many hours is that flight? <laughs> Yeah, that's a long time. 15 hours, come on. Oh, I'll, I'll work on it. <laughs> Brilliant. So I think in summary today, 
what are we saying? What have we said is our last podcast the last people for a month? <laughs> I think just learn to people watch. But actually, and I mean that because people can be an irritation or you can really like someone. And I think it's asking yourself, what is it that you like or don't like? And then delving into that a bit more and uh, communicating with the people rather than just getting through your day and, you know. And, and I think the thing you said earlier is everybody has a backstory. Yeah. There's stuff you don't see and don't know. I, I probably talked about it before. There was a, a guy I know who uh, I used to know in a school and I had no idea that behind his professional appearance, he was caring for his sick mum through the night. Yeah. He had all sorts of issues in his marriage, not able to see his kid and things. Mm. Uh, and, and none of that came into my mind as I, he was a bit grumpy on the morning or happy yeah. in the morning. No yeah. thought of what else was going on. No. Uh, I think also it's interesting. We can disagree vehemently on things, but if you like someone, yeah. disagreement can be okay. If you don't like them or don't trust them or feel they're against you, yeah. then it actually how much we don't think it does changes our whole attitude yeah it becomes a well, block doesn't it when i was really young we started a healing service in our parish church and um and it was quite controversial for the style of church very traditional village church i was so passionate about it i think i went around to poor people and had coffee with everybody of significance in the church every member of the pcc as a kind of precocious teenager mm. uh and and because i'd talked to them all and they'd met me and knew me I think they put up with a lot more than if I just rocked up to do something. Uh, and I don't think I've ever in ministry since ever made a ch change in a church where I've really worked on building relationship with everybody before we discuss it. Mm. And, and I think there's something there of, of people hearing we care and us listening to them yeah. changes the atmosphere. Yeah, absolutely. And it's about dialogue, isn't it? It's listening yeah. and speaking and yeah, just getting to know people. It's, um, my friend, really good friends, used to live opposite a guy who would be really grumpy every time the bins went out. And I don't know if there was bins in front of his driveway, but he was really grumpy and quite rude. And she told me about him. And I said, oh, I don't know him very well, but I do know like 10 years ago, his daughter was killed on a horse. She was kicked off the horse and hit her head on a curb. And she said, oh, my goodness, I didn't know that. And the next time that he was grumpy, she just kind of softened and smiled. Yeah. And she said the relationship just started from there because she was softer. So it softened him. Um, and so, yeah, it's really important to, to at least try to find out about people or just listen. Which, which um, is something they used to always talk about when I was a youth in youth group of when you struggle with a teacher or someone in your school, yeah. start praying for them. Yeah. Rather than... And the prayer changes them, but also most of all, it changes us. Yeah, it really does. There was it really does. Amazing. So Kira Pugh, who um, works for Tear Fund, uh, she's done loads of stuff at Soul Survivor. Her sister, Laura, who is one of my heroes, I've never met her. Uh, <laughs> Laura, when she was at school, there were a group of girls, I think three of them, who just picked on her the whole time. They started a little gang called LOL, oh. which was Leave Out Laura. Oh. And they were so horrible to her. She used to go and eat her lunch in the toilet stalls uh, rather than be with them. But she used to just pray for them. And she used to every day say hello to them and be really nice to them. Oh. Well, however they treated her, she just yeah. kept loving them. Mm. And, um, and it just kept going. Nothing changed. They were as horrible as ever. And then I think it was one summer holiday, one of the girls wrote to her and said, I'm so sorry. Mm. I don't know why we've been like this to you. It's not fair. There's nothing wrong with you. Mm. Um, and 
and then the friendship changed and they became friends and Kira would say 10 years on 20 years on they've got kids now all of them and they're best friends and they're wow. bridesmaids at each other's weddings yeah. Yeah. And, and the amazing thing for me is is that Laura kept being herself kept loving no matter how they treated her rather than giving like for like yeah. and prayed yeah uh, and that totally transformed everything wow gosh i don't think i'm there yet but i'd like to be <laughs> one day <laughs> well what why don't we start with you praying now on the end of our pre-summer podcast uh, and then we'll see what you're like in a month's time this could be my final ever podcast prayer it could it could okay it's all down to you the listeners wow <laughs> <laughs> Let's pray. Uh, Father, we thank you for summertime and holiday and time to relax and regroup and uh, reconnect with friends and family. We just pray that your blessing would be on each one of us and each one of us listening as we perhaps take some time out to refresh and that we would be able to uh, build stronger relationships, not only with our friends and family, but also with you, intentionally seeking you out in all we do. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. And um, please do genuinely. We're not just fishing for compliments. Let us know what you think. Uh, if you're my mum, don't worry. We know you love it. Um, it's everybody else we're asking. <laughs> bye, mum. <laughs> bye, everyone else. Yeah. Bye, Sarah. <laughs>